Hey, hey, homebodies, what's happening? It's your girl Rachel Presser, the Toad Lady, coming at you live from New York. And today, we're going to be getting into selling your home. And if you want to use a broker or try going the FSBO or for sale by owner route, you know, and why you would or wouldn't want to do that. So, yes, yeah, selling your home obviously has some different dynamics than buying your home, especially depending on where you live what the market conditions are like, you know, where you're going to be selling. And, yeah, there's just, like, so many interesting moving parts of this. But one of the most interesting things that I found when doing some research for this particular article is that, you know, there's so many professions that have been either made obsolete or required a complete overhaul to keep going in the digital age. You know, like, for instance, uh, Hey, I'm a game developer, and I can definitely say that it has gotten a lot different compared to when I first got into this industry a decade ago. You know, the term indie developer was still pretty new. Um, we were known as shareware, you know, for a long time before that, and it was a whole other planet. You know, like now the barriers to entry to video game making are completely gone. You know, it's as, it's as ubiquitous, you know, as writing or having a band now. And there, and admittedly, there's good and there's bad about that, you know, depending on how used to, yeah, how, how used to things you are from the old days. And yeah, there's, yeah, distribution's kind of broken at the time of recording. Um, and so, yeah, this the same thing's true of musicians. Yeah, like everyone says that like Spotify completely ruined everything, you know, like they've sort of the rise of streaming, you know, the way that musicians get paid now also totally changed and then for less creative professions um yeah there's just been there's been like booms and there's been downfalls um but apparently real estate though is doing fine and well in the digital age to the point that the people who were using real estate brokers to buy a home actually increased almost 20 percent from 2001 to 2018 yeah according to the stats um, I read, you know, from Realtor.com and from some other places is that, you know, of, uh, yeah, of, like, the, like, over 5.8 million home sales that, you know, that Americans had in 2018, 91% were assisted by a real estate broker. That's pretty amazing, you know, considering, yeah, like, just how many options we have nowadays. Yeah, you know, like, we have so many for sale by owner, um, or what some people refer to as a private sale, um, options that we just, you know, don't, didn't have, like, back then. <coughs> um, yeah, because, like, once upon a time, it was, like, either, all right, maybe, like, you knew somebody in passing who wanted to buy the property, and then you, you didn't have to, yeah, go through a broker to set that transaction up, you know, or maybe you ran an ad in a newspaper or something, and, that was that. You know, today we have, like, so many different, you know, real estate apps and websites. There's so many different, like, you know, means, you know, to find people, whether it's on social media, on forums, um, you know, like, there's so many different ways that you could potentially get, you know, a serious buyer if you're looking to sell your home. But, yeah, the number of people, you, you know, using... A real estate broker, whether it's to buy, whether it's to sell, has actually steadily been increasing. Um, yeah, like the profession is quite alive and well 
it's just been yeah interesting to see that you know in the digital age i guess it's because yeah i know hey look people are busy um real estate transactions you know we're not it's not as simple oh yeah it's like going you know to the grocery store to go pick up a gallon of milk you know it's not as easy as that you know or even like if you're making a larger purchase like a car or like a computer um buying and selling a home is yeah also um far more complicated transaction than that that takes so much longer um you know both of the financing and um yeah like finding you know a willing buyer who can you know go through with that purchase it's it's a huge huge uh, contrast and um, so people want you know a professional who can not only help them find you know an, a buyer especially if you're in a market as tight and competitive as the one i live in in new york where oh yeah like a broker could could actually probably help you get a lot more for your home than you could with a for sale by owner arrangement you know, providing that it is in saleable condition, even if it's not necessarily, I mean, like if you take, I think they, one of the few markets in this country that is tighter than here would, it would, it would be a tie between Silicon Valley and maybe Boston. Um, but I know Silicon Valley definitely because I just like have heard so many horror stories from people I know in, you know, the games and the software business, you know, out there where some total complete, like, trash trash chuff wreck of a house well like you know like we're talking like even like you know a bunch of like you know f feral hogs wouldn't even want to fucking live there like it, it, like we're talking nothing works the plumbing don't work you know there's rats based you know, got, an, uh, got a shitty unfinished basement um you know that looks like you know it came from like the set of a saw movie and Oh yeah, no, and and that dump is gonna sell for like one and a half million bucks, not even in moving condition. And that dump is gonna sell, and you're gonna get people chomping at the bit to pay that one and a half million bucks. Um, whereas yeah, in New York, it's a little more nuanced because it depends on where exactly you are. I um, mean, it is a notoriously tight market, but depending on like what neighborhood you're in, what even what borough you're in, I mean, because. There's different conventions when it comes to selling a home in the Bronx that may not apply in Manhattan or Brooklyn and vice versa. Um, it's a totally um, unique uh, microcosm. And so that's the thing. You want to get a broker who <coughs> knows those microcosms and knows how to basically weed out you know, a fickle buyer um, and can be like, all right, it's my job to help get as many buyers in front of this thing as possible and find one who is both able and willing to go through the sale and will give you the most money for it. Because while it may seem tempting to forgo that broker commission, it's the whole idea of like, well, I don't know, can that broker maybe get me a higher price for the apartment? You know, because yeah, because they're doing the work, you know, of finding the buyer, vetting them out for you, marketing the place, getting it on as many different, you know, like listings as possible. So you don't have to take the time out of your life to go manage that, which you would have to if it's a for sale by owner transaction where, yeah, you're going to have to manually run all those listings by yourself. And yeah, it's not as simple as like, okay, here's this dress cycle. Why can we go put it up on eBay or on Poshmark and see how it does? No, it is not as simple and passive as that. Like, you know, are you going to be able to like, you know, deal with like all the questions that are going to come about, 
the property, you know, are going to be able to also do showings of it. That's like one of the chief draws of using a broker, especially if you are already in the process of uprooting your wife. Um, <clears throat> like if you already started to move out of the place, you know, to get ready for staging or like let's say you already got that job offer or your spouse did and you want to get moving or you had to in this case like are you going to stay behind and do showings of the property um chances are no you're going to be using a broker for that purpose alone so i mean like i said ultimately it depends on where you are because you know if the market is just not very volatile where you live if you don't really have that many buyers to pick from then yeah, doing a first sale by owner may make sense. Like if you're in an area that's, you know, like I said, I think I used like a farmhouse for an example. Like, yeah, so if, if you've got a farmhouse for sale and you don't really have like that many buyers nearby, but then suddenly like a neighbor or a friend maybe says, you know, hey, I, I always wanted to maybe buy something like it and fix it up. You know, how about I get a lawyer, you get a lawyer, let's do this. And then you don't have to use a broker yeah, that could work, and doesn't as I said, doesn't have to be in a remote area for that to happen. It's just it's maybe a little more common um, because yeah, if you're in like a very tight market like New York City, then the broker could actually pr be you know, probably get you more buyers checking the place out and get that competition going and really make it worth you know getting your cut of the sale. So, so it's ultimately it's up to you. It depends on you know how the market conditions are where you live. Me personally, if I ever sell my crap check at the Bronx, I'm using I'm using a broker because yeah, I don't want to stand around and have to do tours and have to go through all this stuff. And I know that they'll get a nice bidding war just like the one I was in, and I have faith that they'll get it done right. So yeah, if you want to stay you know on top of more real estate trends, um. And uh, listen more to your resident expert on all things uh, related to tiny, shitty New York apartments. Make sure to follow my work on homestratosphere.com. Make sure to give us a follow on Twitter at Homestratos, and I'll catch you again next time.